Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Second and goal for this versatile, flexible Buffalo offense that has a lot of pieces to it. Fake to Davis out of the backfield. Trubisky on the run, finding Kumaro. That's a touchdown. It's like, come on, guys, get locked and loaded. And you as a quarterback, to me, this is where you got to step up. Come on, man, let's go. However tidbits information you got to get to get guys jacked up to push their go buttons, that's what you need to do. Like this throw right here. It's Adams again. The connection and the touchdown, 73 yards. Deep drop off the fake. Flick of the wrist, looking for James. First down to the 20, Looked 31 like, yards. Looked like that throw, uh, throwback play from a week ago that James uh, scored a touchdown on. Able to sneak out, he runs a, runs a wheel route up the sideline. Able to stretch out and make the play. Nice touch on the throw though, to allow James to haul that ball in. Sometimes if you throw it too flat, he wouldn't have been able to make that play. Nice showing by Buffalo today. Bears a little up and down to say the least, but give me something to work on for next week. Give me something you like, Jimmy, before we get out of here. Well, I think they got to get their offense going. They got to get more continuity from that standpoint. Got to be better on third downs. Again, so two weeks in a row, they haven't been able to log plays offensively. It's been the scrambles of, of Justin Fields. So ground game, move the chains on third down. I'm not going to swear, okay? You know what I'm saying? Uh, no. It's Mark Grody on 670 The Score. Oh, hi, Mark. How we doing? Hope you are well. Thanks for listening to Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Yes, I am Mark Grody, and I will be here with you for about the next hour and 40 minutes until 7 o'clock talking about the Chicago Bears. A 41 to 15 loss to the Buffalo Bills along the lakefront. Usually, we don't care about results or final score. Actually, I still don't care about the final score, but there was not a lot of encouraging signs today from the Chicago Bears, really on either side of of the football. And I know you guys have been itching to get in and talk about the Chicago Bears. I was out there today for the entire game for the pregame and I was doing sidelines for WBBM and there for some of the postgame and then I actually walked from Sol- so I'm sitting and I'm getting sunbathed all day at Soldier Field. I'm burning up and I'm just gobbing on the 70 copper tone throughout the day and then in the final literally the final minutes of the game it starts to sprinkle and I said you know what I'm still gonna walk it actually feels kind of nice I'm gonna walk from Soldier Field to the Prudential Towers downtown where the score studios exist and I just got flushed on sometimes you just gotta take it in the rain to say you know what I'm gonna give up I got my slicker I got my umbrella I got, I'm ready for this, but sometimes there's nothing you can do and you're just going to get crushed and you're just going to get soaked. So I, I've spent the last two hours or so here in the SCORE studios 
drying. But I am here with you and looking forward to hearing from you at 312-644-6767 is the number. Yeah, not, not a lot of good, not a lot of encouraging. We will try to pick through some of the positives, but mostly today just wasn't good for the Bears in a 41-15 loss to the, to the Buffalo Bills. You know, some good things we saw from Justin Fields, the connection you heard Jim Miller talking about on Fox TV from the, the connection with Jesse James again today. Some nice runs from Justin Fields, but we can start there with Fields. It never felt like the offense was organized when he was out there today. And, you know, like we're... We make a lot of excuses for guys that are in their first year and especially somebody who is the the golden child like Justin Fields. But in this case, the offensive line was constantly breaking down when Justin Fields was out there. And it is, to some degree, understandable. So here's the offensive line that Justin Fields was playing with today when he came into the game in the third quarter. If you didn't watch the game today, Andy Dalton played the entire first half, and then Justin Fields got the entire second half of the day today. The O-line, when Justin Fields was in there today, you had Larry Borum playing left tackle today. Good to see Larry Borum out there. Um, Arlington Hambright, the second-year seventh-round pick, was your left guard. Adam Redman was playing center. Dieter Iceland was the right guard. Dieter Iceland, an interesting story, guy who went to a South African native and went to college at Yale. And then you had Latavius Simmons as your right tackle. And it was just constantly breaking down and causing Justin Fields to feel the need to take off or to hand off or to not do really what he wanted to do out there. So he was held back by that. And then the the scariest moment of the entire day, and again, I'm on the sidelines right next to you know a lot of Bears players when this goes down, but in the fourth quarter, linebacker for the Buffalo Bills, Andre Smith, just crushes Justin Fields. His helmet pops off. He goes down. It, do- it didn't look like the type of hit that one gets up from, to be honest with you. But but he did. Stayed on the field for a couple more plays. And then I was, again, on the sidelines just watching every step that Fields took after that. He came over to the to the sideline and he, he sits down. The One of the trainers comes over to him and just asked him a few questions. He was smiling the whole time, um, even laughing. I don't know what exactly they were laughing at, but the the trainer, the only treatment that he was given, and I can't even tell you what it was. Maybe it wasn't even treatment necessarily, but they were they were putting some cream on one of his eyes. And but that was about it. And he obviously went back into the game. But that was scary as hell for sure. What happened on that particular play? And lots of players were coming up to him. Jimmy Graham was sharing a laugh, but it was almost like. It was almost like he he was indoctrinated into the NFL with that, and their guys were congratulating him for taking the hit. And hey, kind of like that, like that was his, that was the true welcome to the NFL moment for Justin Fields. That that's what that was. That was a that was, a, and it was a penalty, by the way, on Andre Smith, as it was helmet to helmet. But Fields comes out of it okay. Went back in, played the rest of the way. And that that's where it stands. He even said on our on the BBM post game show, he he said, "No big deal. I've had to endure much harder hits than that in the past." So I guess that's what you wanted to hear. But it was just all very disorganized when Justin Fields was out there. So hard to truly evaluate what he did on this day. I, I we, we need to see him with the first string offense for sure. Like it just, and even with with wide receivers wise, I mean, he's building a nice rapport with a few of the backup wide receivers. But we do need to to see it. And even Field said after the game that it it is difficult putting together chemistry with guys on the spot. And it's you know it what an upgrade it would be to see him with Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. But those guys are not sniffing the field at this point. So I do understand the complication right there. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the number here at the score. That's the number to call. That is the number to text if you would like to talk about the Chicago Bears. I'm on Twitter at Mark Grody Sports, Instagram, Facebook. We could do it all like that as well. Andy Dalton's day today: eleven of seventeen, one hundred and forty six yards. He did have a pick. Um, he had a really nice play with Rodney Adams, which came at the, wow, did that come at the right time, man? 
we really misplaced our conversation this week on the score about the booing because we talked about, is Mitchell Trubisky going to get a booed? What's going to happen when he goes out there? He's going to get booed. This is going to be crazy. It's all about Mitchell Trubisky. Andy Dalton, and I don't know if it's necessarily Andy Dalton, but the Bears' offense when Justin Fields was not out there, was when they didn't produce on those first few drives, like nothing happening. Oh, it was like full regular season booing for the Bears' offense, and they were chanting Justin Fields' name. To which Fields kind of said, "Hey, man, you know, uh, uh, let's not do that. Let's let's cheer for the guy that is on the field." Yeah, I saw on the post game at least some quotes from Fields say, "Hey, you know, it does not good for anybody if you boo Dalton." But I saw, you know, watching it here in the studio, I think it was the fourth series. Dalton came back out for that drive, and it was loud at Soldier Field. Not in a good way. It was bad. Yeah, exactly. And it was right after it really reached its uh, peak of the crescendo of of booze that Dalton made the pass to Rodney Adams to quell and calm Soldier Field just a little bit. So we'll talk more about that and some of the other. A couple of good, Mario Edwards Jr. had a couple of sacks. Travis Gibson had a, a sack on the day, but they're just, there's not a lot to take away from this game. That was good. 0 for 11 on third down. Nine penalties for 72 yards. Uh, Damian Williams had a fumble today so just all sorts of things that need to be worked on and I didn't even mention special teams and all that but I'll get to it all I promise 312-644-6767 is a number let's start with Greg Greg you are on the score hello Greg hi Mark Mark first of all I just want to say your work over the years I've been listening to you for a long time it's been exemplary you're one of the best on the score and I really enjoy your your work thanks Greg second of all special teams uh, really worries me um we don't have a real speed threat since Patterson's not there. I don't like our return game, but I'm more concerned over the years with the coverage, both on punts and kickoffs. It seems like these teams, even last year, are getting big chunks of yardage, and they're shortening the field for the enemy. And our and our we need to lengthen the field for them, and it's not really good. It looks pretty scary. It's pretty bad when our punter is probably our best special teams player right now. And they also got rid of Sheriff McManus, who I thought was one of the best ever, and I don't know if that's because my statues are too cheap or what, but I, I just wish we had him. Yeah, man. Uh, Greg, it's it's your points are all sound. It, it has not been a good look for the Bears special teams now for two preseason games, and that's usually the phase. And I know that we all we all say and put the same stock in the third phase that we you know do, but usually we just kind of say it is about the offense and the defense and yes special teams is important but you don't want to worry about special teams you just kind of like all right get find your guys put it together it doesn't have to be great but make it competent and make us not have to worry about that we i mean we bears fans have learned that through the whole kicker conundrum that once upon a time existed with Cody Parkey and all of that. You just don't want that to ever be the topic, special teams. But it has been. It was last week. It was today. Uh, Blocking, not good. Tackling, not good. Obviously, coverage has not been good. There's not been any parts of special teams that it's not particularly good so far. So, yes, that has to be tightened up. Chris Tabor is a very good special teams coach. He has showed that through the years, but he's got some work to do. And Tom Thayer was even talking about it in the broadcast today that, you know, that guys are going to make the team based on special teams. Moreover, guys are going to get cut from the team because of special teams. And we may have seen some of that today. There may have been, you know, when we're looking at, you know, 85 guys or whatever it is on the roster right now, so some of the a lot of this comes down to who are the guys that are going to make this team because they've made some plays maybe on offense or defense, but really are they good enough to stick around because they can play special teams? And there's not a lot of guys who have stood out in in that capacity. So it's going to be really interesting to hear from Chris Tabor and from Matt Nagy about that and how they plan to proceed in that regard. 312-644-6767 is the number here. We are talking about the Bears' loss to the Buffalo Bills today, 41-15. to What is there something that – there were so many things today that were discouraging. What bugged you the most today about the loss, and what is it that you're looking at and willing to say – all right, it's the preseason, that's okay that that happened. 
Uh, we're going to get over it, and it's going to be fine. 312-644-6767 is the number. Uh, Mitch Trubisky today. What a day. I mean, I got to tell you. So I, I was pretty much stalking Mitchell Trubisky for the entire time that I was there just to see how he comported himself, see what the reaction was when he walked into the field, uh, whether it was from fans, whether it was from teammates, whether it was from ex- whomever. Whom I just wanted to watch the whole Mitchell Trubisky thing. And he was cool as could be. Like in the pregame, like a couple hours before the game, he came in and – you know, lots of embrace with the former Bears, in particular the offensive players. Cody Whitehair was the first guy that he spoke to. Those two guys are fast friends, but he had a long talk with Allen Robinson. I saw him chatting it up with Javon Wims and Riley Ridley. Long talk with Bill Lazor. So th- those two seem to have some sort of bond. Remember, it was him that started calling plays for a while last year when Trubisky got his second breath as the starting quarterback last year. So it was, you know, a lot of happiness last year. And and then I I watched him, that is Mitchell Trubisky, go to the other side of the field and go out of his way to, uh, I don't know if Mitchell Trubisky and Justin Fields had ever met. It sure looked like one of those, uh, like just introducing himself and maybe never having met, but they shook hands, embraced, had a quick conversation, and and that was about it. So Trubisky getting a lot of love. The the reaction from the crowd I thought was perfect because it, it felt like mostly cheer, like a reserved applause is sort of the way I, I felt it. Yeah, there were some boos mixed in, but mostly like a, hey, yeah, you're cool. I mean, you're not ours anymore, but we liked you and you were cool and we wanted the best for you. So it, it was actually good. I was glad about that because I've made it very clear on the score. While I don't begrudge anybody booing, never ha- can't, you know, unless it's for a really stupid reason, but I, I typically don't begrudge booing, but I hate it. I really don't like it. Um, I kind I feel like it's very personal. Like players, some players dig it because it means that they're really good and that's why they're getting booed. But if you're getting booed because you underachieved with, with a team, then I, I, I get it from both sides. Like I understand why fans would do it, but I, I personally I hate it. So so Trubisky did not take a lot of boost, and then he was really good today. Trubisky was really good. He was twenty of twenty eight for two hundred and twenty one yards. He had a a touchdown as well. Um, so he was very good. But this is not what I saw a lot of antagonizing going on on Twitter in terms of Mitchell Trubisky. And, you know, you know look, look how good he looks when he's with a different organization and, you know, Bears fans losing their minds because Trubisky is all of a sudden really good. You, We've seen Mitchell Trubisky be good. It's not like Trubisky was awful. We saw him. We've seen Trubisky's good stuff. And it is a preseason game. There, there were, you know, seven or eight games where you looked at Trubisky during his four years with the Bears. We're like, yeah, that's pretty good. And that was the same deal with, with today for Trubisky. So this was not a, oh, man, the Bears, boy, they made a mistake with Mitchell Trubisky. Not even close because we've seen it and we know how quickly it can go the other way for Trubisky. It's like the way I look at Kyle Schwarber. Like Schwarber, when he when he went on that crazy terror hitting home runs this year, and there was that like, oh man, did the Cubs make a mistake? No, because you've seen that, you've seen that greatness, you've seen the pockets of good or greatness, and then it goes away, and and that's probably the way it'll go for Trubisky. But there is no other way to look at it today. Trubisky was very good against the Bears, and this there's no I, to the Buffalo Bills, they made sure that Trubisky was going to look good today. That first drive, I mean, highly scripted. And then even after that, like everything about this, they made sure that Trubisky was going to look good at Soldier Field in his homecoming today. So I guess good for Trubisky, bad for the Bears' defense. Not a lot of the Bears' first string playing particularly long in the game today. Roquan Smith didn't even put on a uniform um, for the game today, not a lot of um, of Akeem Hicks. I don't even know if Khalil Mack was out there today. Quinn was out there for a second, came out very quickly, uh, and took off the pads. So we're not seeing a lot of the first string defense. So that exists as well. But that still doesn't make up many excuses for the fact that the Bears had poor tackling today, the penalties, just a lot of, of sloppiness. And because of the sloppiness and the penalties – 
there wasn't a lot of rhythm in any way, shape, or form. So as soon as you started to feel like you could evaluate certain parts of the team, you couldn't because the whistle was blowing, timeouts being called. Just, just It was just very bumpy throughout and very difficult to evaluate this game. But the Bears do lose to the Buffalo Bills. I want to hear from you guys. 312-644-6767 is the number we will hear, hopefully from some of the participants in today's game, hopefully from Justin Fields and from Matt Nagy and Andy Dalton, all the important parts. So that's all coming up on our very special Bears show today. It's special because it's the preseason, and normally during our postgame, it's somebody else. I'd probably still be at Soldier Field if this was the regular season, but I'm in the studio doing this very, very special post-game show. The Bears lose to Buffalo 41-15, 312-644-6767 is the numbers. Mark Garodi on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Trubisky another toss, looking for a tight end, and he's got Dawson Knox, who had a productive year with Josh Allen. 10-yard gain and a first down to the Bears, 42-yard line. Trubisky, another quick throw, another completion, and a good gain on first down to Gabriel Davis. Picks up eight. Trubisky, another quick slant, and McKenzie's got it. Knocked down after another good gain. 11 yards on the pickup. Four-man rush. Trubisky throws, and it is complete. Good job by Isaiah McKenzie to grab it. Good job by Duke Shelley to wrap him up, looking to be shy of the sticks by about a yard. He'll pick up 11, and it's fourth and one. Eight of ten on fourth down last year, the best percentage in the league. Reggie Gilliams, the fullback. Pitch, Singletary. On the perimeter with the cut and the first down, and he's got the touchdown. Mark Grody on 670, the score. Yeah, that was Mitchell Trubisky's first drive today playing for the Buffalo Bills. A 10-play, 72-yard drive for the Bills ending in the, the, the burst of Devin Singletary and his touchdown run. Welcome in to this very special Bears program. Talking about the Chicago Bears and their loss to the Buffalo Bills today. 41-15 was the final score of the, the game today. A lot of problems, not a lot of good to come out of it. And we want to hear from you at 312-644-6767. What bugged you the most about this game? And what was something that you watched that maybe you didn't like, but you said, eh, don't worry. That'll get taken care of uh, once the real season starts and we see you know, f- the full deck of cards for the Chicago Bears out there today. But, yeah, for Andy Dalton, it was 11 of 17, 146 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Justin Fields, 9 of 19, 80 yards, zero touchdowns, zero picks. He did have four carries for 44 yards, making you know a few plays out there today, including hooking up with the tight end Jesse James again, where you're like, ah, yes, I see it. I got it. Yeah, I understand that I see the arm I got you you saw the speed a couple of times the glide I'll call it easy speed he's one of those guys who like he just runs well like you can't it's not like maximum effort running when he's running it's like his 4-4 you don't even know he's doing it but he's passing guys and you know he's the fastest guy on the field in some cases so yeah you saw some of it but mostly uneven, mostly unorganized, especially the offensive line. Even the even the starters today. And at, I, you know, I, every practice I've watched, every game that I've seen this year, the two of them, I'm marking down the offensive linemen. And today it was playing left tackle. Starting a left tackle today was a guy who's not a left tackle. Elijah Wilkinson. The left guard today was Cody Whitehair. Sam Mustafer in the middle. The right guard today was Alex Bars. And uh, Lachavius Pig Simmons out at right tackle. Pig pretty much played the whole game today, but no Jason Peters today. The 39 year old someday going to Canton, Ohio, was not out there. He was present. He was wearing his big number 71. But I talked to Juan Castillo before the game on the sideline. Just said, you know, they're still trying to get him used to the the system and get him integrated and all that kind of stuff. So I imagine that you will see some of him in the third preseason game at Tennessee. 312-644-6767 is the number. Let's go to Jerry in Chicago. Hi, Jerry. You're on the score. Hi, Mark. Uh, really enjoy your show. Thanks. Uh, and I, I want to uh, thank you for calming down some of the uh, Bears' uh, masses. Uh, uh, it's only an exhibition game. And it, and I think – Have I? I give, <laughs> Have I calmed down well, the Bears' masses, Jerry? Somewhat. I don't know. <laughs> 
somewhat anyway. But okay. I think we have to give give Nagy a break. Um, I mean, he's got to call some running plays to see what kind of offensive line he has, and uh, and one better to do that than uh, in an exhibition game. And I mean, if, if there is something that really does give me concern, and again, I know it's preseason, uh, it's that punt uh, coverage team. It's like whoa, uh, I mean, they've. They've not looked good on, in any of the plays that, that, that I recall uh, in either exhibition game. But um, and then lastly, and I, I know you're in the studio now, but I think uh, the Bears fans got the the biggest charge out of the uh, uh, dogs chasing the uh, and catching the frisbees at halftime, the <laughs> entertainment show, than uh, anything else. But. But thank you, and I'll, I'll let you go. All right, Jerry, take care. I, I did not see the, the dog show at halftime because that's my one time to take the headsets off and go get a refreshment, maybe use the facilities. So that's my time in the tunnel and backstage. So I missed the dogs, so I can't comment on that. The running thing that you said is really important, though. David Montgomery didn't play today. Um, I like I like Damian Williams. He did have a fumble in the game today, but <laughs> if this is what the Bears offensive line is going to live, if it's not tightened up in, it will be, you know, Elijah Wilkinson is not going to be the starting left tackle for the Bears. I don't know that Lachavius Simmons will be the starting right tackle for the Bears, although there's very little information on what's going on with Jermaine Effetti, but it is true, man. You have a game manager in Andy Dalton. If, and, and Matt Nagy said it again today. Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback for the Bears on September 12th. Hasn't changed. We'll keep asking the questions, but it has not changed. But, and I know this is what we talk about every year uh, for, with the Chicago Bears since 2018, and that is run the football. Now, with, with Justin Fields here, eventually you want to see Justin Fields throw the football and him run the football. But based on today, this was the... This was the re-wake up call that they've got to get the the running game has to be a huge part of what Matt Nagy is doing, especially if it's going to be Andy Dalton and whatever form of the offensive line it is. And you got David Montgomery not out there today. I think David Montgomery it, it sure felt like David Montgomery in those last five games of the year. Sure, it sure feels like he's ready to. Have, I'm not saying elite by any means, but he looks like he's ready to have that season. You know what I mean? Like, but they really have to make the. They have to whatever they were doing last year to make it work. They have to get to that. And I realize that from Matt Nagy's perspective, some of that is settling because no matter what, even though he saw it work, and some of that was under Bill Lazor. Matt Nagy wants to run his offense, and so, if we ever get to the Justin Fields portion of it, then Bears fans are going to want him to throw, 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 and use his own legs and not pass hand off to Damian Williams and David Montgomery 30, 35 times a game. But right now, man, they got they have to to protect themselves and to produce. They've got to get that part right. That was the wake up call today. You know the the hit that Justin Fields took, the pressure that Andy Dalton was feeling, the the lack of any nothing happened in the first three drives for the Bears. I mean, they they have to figure some things out to make life easy for them because nothing looked easy today. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Jim in Streeterville, what's going on, Jim? Jimbo, Jim, Jim. All right, Jim. You know what happens, Jim, when you hang up on me? I go to John. John? Dallas. What's going How's on, John? Going? Hey, John, how are you, buddy? I'm all right. I, I can't believe how Maggie allowed Buffalo to outclass him and outcoach him, out-preparing him. We made Trubisky look like he was a star first-string quarterback, and Dalton was horrible. I don't know what they're talking about. The, the throw for the touchdown hit the guy in the helmet. And he, he the pass wasn't even there. He reached back over the helmet to catch the the underthrown pass. They made it look like Dalton sparked. Dalton didn't do anything. You talk about the plate. You talk about the plate of Rodney Adams. Yeah, for the touchdown. Yeah, he yeah. Hadn't it, back. it was definitely a jump ball. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it was it was go up and get it, and and Rodney Adams, God bless him, made the play. Yeah, and they made it. They made it look like Dalton made a perfect throw, and he sparked the team. He didn't do nothing. Then in this in this day with an interception. And 
I don't and I don't understand how that we get so outclassed. No matter this guy cannot call offense. He the plays are horrible. Even down last thing, even down when they was uh, when Fields was down there for the touchdown, three two straight passes to the back of the end zone. What happened to the over the middle? What happened to the slap pattern? They was on the eight yard line. I hear you, John. Thanks for the call and. It's been rough for Matt Nagy with the offense. You're, he's right. We have not seen it yet on any consistent basis. And I know Matt Nagy is frustrated. I know that the entire offense has been frustrated. And again, I do I do feel compelled to continue to say that a, not a lot of what we saw today personnel-wise is going to look like what it looked like today on September 12th, except for some. And, and I will say that even though the, the, the guys in Mustafer and, and Bars and, and Whiter, I mean, that's the part right there that you, you better keep that tight. You better, that better stay good. And you, be able to, you better be able to create a run game through that. And, and you can't do it without your tackles, but you got to keep that part tight for sure. So it, it has been rough and today was just not a good day for any parts of, of the offense. And I'll say it again too, about Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Trubisky, there is no other way to put it. Trubisky looked very good today. He was 20, 20 of 28, 221 yards touchdown. Look great. Look confident. He ran, he ran well, the arm looked accurate. It was strong. It was like everything you kind of want in Mitch Trubisky. But again, it's not like we haven't seen like pockets of goodness from Trubisky before. So there's no like regrets at this point, at least from where I am coming from. Trubisky is a backup quarterback. And I do think that Trubisky somewhere down the line, I don't think he's ever going to go into a season where a team is going to acquire him in some way, shape, or form or sign him and say Trubisky is our starting quarterback. But I do think there will come a time where he either enters because of injury or because of poor performance from somebody else. And he there will be we will see some good from Mitchell Trubisky down the road. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe he does earn himself. Like he put together, like there are teams that are going to notice what Trubisky did today. I mean, that that he is in that mode of putting his work on tape for not necessarily this year, but for the years to come and say, hey, you know, look what he did, look what he's capable of, and there's no doubt that he did some very good things today. 312-644-6767 is the number. Tell you what, let us hear. We're going to hear from a few guys in the hour. We're going to hear from Justin Fields. We're going to hear from Andy Dalton. But right now, let us hear from just a few minutes of this from the Bears head coach, Matt Nagy, about the Bears' 41-15 to loss to Buffalo today. Just having worked with Mitch as long as you did. Yeah. I mean, I for him, of course, on the other team, but I mean, sure. preseason, it's vanilla stuff. But yeah. What do you think of the way that he moved the ball? Yeah, I thought he, he, thought, I thought he looked really good. You know, he was, he was playing um, – very efficient, you know, making good throws. And, uh, again, you know, we're, we're, uh, you know, for us, the, the personal side of that, you know, it's always, you spend three years with somebody and you try to help and do everything you can. And he does the same. And so, um, he's, he's on a new path and we're on a new path. And, and I think, um, you know, he did a good job today and they did a good job coaching. So it's credit to them. There was a break in the action. You were with the officials on the tablet. Yeah. Explanation. Was that the crackback? Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of the, one of the new rules that they're putting in, and it, there's a, it's a little bit – we're learning through that, but it gets really gray with where that, that tight end box is, yeah. right, and the alignment of the guy. So what I need to do is make sure that if that's a, a rule, if that's the new rule that they're putting in, um, we got to be aware of that, and we got to be really good with making sure that doesn't happen. So the, the referees were awesome. They were great with explaining it. They stuck to what they said and what they saw. So we got to make sure we adjust. And then the same thing on the two-point play. We had, I think it was Khalil that cu- it got called for cutting. That's a brand-new rule that, that's, I mean, that's a play in our playbook for a long time, and now we can't do that. So we t- our guys know that, but it's hard because you're in the moment. So we might have to teach that a little different. The throwback to, uh, throw to Jesse. Yeah. What did you kind of see both from Justin and Jesse on that play? Um, you know, we were, we were working on that this week, and uh, I thought it was, you know, it was a great time 
the timing of Justin, he didn't have as much time this time, and he had to make a good throw. And then for Jesse to make a, a great diving catch and stick with it, uh, you know, those are those are chunk plays. We we want to get more of those, but you got to credit the offensive line, Justin and Jesse and everybody else for you know running that play pretty good. Matt, when you have so many different variables in terms of guys out, starters out, yeah, whoever your opponent's playing, if they even have starters out, I guess how much stock do you can you put into? what we've seen the last couple of weeks where it seems like your first team offense for the most part has been pretty stagnant. Yeah. Exception of the deep book. Yeah. But then Justin comes in and it seems like there's a spark and all of a sudden you're moving. Sure. Um, again, there, there's the, var- there's variables in all of that. And that, in that question in, in our day, um, as much as I tell everybody, I love the preseason. I hate the preseason for that reason too. You know, it's, uh, it's because there's, you know, there's some of that you, it's hard. Like you look at the coaches on the sideline and they're just like, scratching their head because they're trying a guy's out you know you got a guy you got a guy here at this position that you're you don't even know who some of the positions are the like for instance wide receiver if you go three wide outs we're mixing and matching guys that are an x a zebra and a z that you don't even know who it is that you're calling to play for because there's substitutions that are going on and guys get dinged and and that's both sides that's just not us so that's the, the the most challenging part of preseason that said we want to make sure too that you know, like you're saying, we, we want to make sure that we understand the variables of all that. But but we got to still play clean. Like we got to play clean. The the penalties, all that stuff, that that can't happen, or at least it, it needs to be minimized. But that does that does that make it more or less tempting to want to see what Justin can do earlier in the games with more of what you? Do? It does. It does. Can we see that next week, maybe? Yeah, yeah. There's a possibility of that. Yeah. So I think it's it's more tempting. But then there's always the hard part of those guys, you know, that the, you know what I mean? Like those guys too, are, are they playing? Like you look, you look at the teams across the league right now of the guys that who, like the guys for the Bills that played today. You know what I'm saying? So there's that fine line because you want to get to week one and you want your guys for week one. We know what those starters can do. So that's why when you have, uh, when you're trying to develop a quarterback like we are with Justin, we're, we're going to look back at this and you say, man, it, it's hard. It's hard to, to get to that. It's hard to evaluate um, with the variable. It's not hard to evaluate, but it's hard to be perfect with all the variables, you know, so we got to evaluate. It's safe to say that the plan continues, uh, that Andy's week one, Justin's the backup. Yeah, and, and for us, again, um, what we said is we're going to continue to always evaluate that position and see where they're at. And I think that, you know, again, you got to look at Andy and what I know, I know like he's more frustrated than anybody right now. He wants to get that rhythm. He wants to get that swag. He wants to get those first downs. He wants touchdowns with his guys because in practice, when we're out there with those guys and we're rolling, like you feel it, we see it. And that's the part that we like. Um, so we, we know that. And, and I think in the end, we also are super excited at the fact of how Justin's playing right now when he's out there. You feel it, right? You feel what he can do. So um, that's a good thing, and we want to make sure that our staff understands that, you know, and, and then we got to, um, as we're rolling here, you know, these guys just got to continue to just freaking keep, keep competing and keep playing. Man. Every opportunity you get, try your best. I love the word freaking. I really do. I mean, it's such a, it's a, it's a strong word. It kind of says what you want to say and using a word you can't say. So, And Matt Nagy throws in a freaking right at the end. right there. That's the Bears head coach talking about the, the Bears' 41-15 loss to the Buffalo Bills. Here's why I liked what he just said, because he saw the same game that I saw and that you guys probably saw as well. Uh, 3-1-2-6-44-67-67. No rhythm. That, that's, that was the key. He, he saw that. Like you, just couldn't, you couldn't really evaluate much because every time something started, there was a penalty or there was a timeout called or a horrible block or a lack of a block. Like It, just, you, it never really got going. Um, and... Always good to know, and it has to be asked, and we'll continue to ask it after significant occurrences, and that is that Andy Dalton is still penciled in as the starter for the Bears on September 12th. And as Matt, and Matt Nagy's always got a little caveat for you. Sometimes it's, we're going to put, but, but know this, Andy Dalton's our starter, but we're going to play the guy that gives us the best chance to win. Today's version of that was, we're always evaluating. So while he's never going to come out and say and never has that it's a competition, they're watching what Justin Fields is doing very quickly, and in their eyes, they they know 
that they they have to leave the door open just a little bit. But as of today, Andy Dalton still the the starter. A um, couple other things from what Matt Nagy said before we we go to the break. Now that here here's the most important thing about what we just heard from Matt Nagy and seeing what we saw. I saw Justin Fields struggle today behind Larry Borum, Arlington Hambright, Adam Redman, Dieter Iceland, and Latavius Simmons. Those are offensive linemen for the Chicago Bears. I saw him struggle behind those guys. I saw him struggle without Allen Robinson, without Darnell Mooney, without Cole Komet. And Matt Nagy said that he he might, he would like to see Justin Fields play earlier and play with some of the starters. Now he left that up. The, the other caveat now, though, was, but we don't want to get guys hurt next week because week one is coming soon. But, yeah, t- today was a pro- – like, Justin Fields was far from perfect today, but mostly it was a product of those five guys that I just mentioned right now and Andre Smith taking off Justin Fields' helmets today with a hit from which he survived, recovered, and really never never missed a beat because of a god that was crushing, and I had a, a front-row seat for that, and the sounds were devastating. But, man, he, he popped right back up and came to the sidelines and mostly was getting big smiles and um, like as like as if he hey that that's your welcome to the NFL moment right there kid three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven we're talking Bears here Bears lose with the Bills forty one to fifteen we'll do more of it right after this on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy the score yeah I mean, no it's it's tough because it's not you know every starter's not every starter's out there and I mean you're not going to say that um, that's an excuse of anything but uh, yeah I think once we get get that and we get our, our group and our, our guys out there, I think we'll feel a little bit more, like I'm saying, consistent with, with what we're doing. Uh, like I said, we have seen it in practice. We um, you know, need to show up on game day, though. Bears quarterback Andy Dalton. As it pertains to the Bears' 41-15 loss to the Buffalo Bills today. I'm Mark Rohde. 312-644-6767 is the number. I got to say, like, Matt Nagy hit it on the head with a lot of the things that he said and he saw what I saw and what I'm sure if you were one of the Bears fans there, what you saw or if you were watching, we all know that what we saw today was not good in any of the phases from special teams, which has just been horrific the last couple of weeks, to the defense, which needs help tackling um, to the offense, which just looked disorganized and never really could get going today, and there are reasons for that, and Andy Dalton is right. He is not playing with all of his starters. He's not ha- have the Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney out there. He does not have a starting left tackle. Elijah Wilkinson was your starting left tackle. He doesn't play left tackle. He's a right tackle. Um, you know, no no Jason Peters, just so you know. He was, he was present wearing... Uh, Number 71 out there on the sidelines, had his uniform on, but no pads. So he will hopefully we'll get to see him next week and restore some order to the to the offensive line. And you had Pig Simmons playing right tackle. And he he's been good in training camp. I mean, I'm rooting for him. The seventh round pick from last year. You should too, if you're a Bears fan, because you want that kind of value. But I don't know that he is necessarily a, a starter trying to learn more about Jermaine Effetti and what his availability will eventually be. And hope, hopefully he's a guy that you will have in place on September 12th. So, yeah, there, there are reasons. But some of the real problems today, like nine penalties for 72 yards, 0 for 11 on third down, those are kind of eye-popping numbers even for a preseason game. 312-644-6767. We will hear all of what Andy Dalton had to say here in just a few minutes. But right now, I want to go to Dave in Barrington. Hi, Dave. You're on the score. Hey, Mark. Thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. So I think the the thing that I was curious about and the point that I wanted to make was, you know, you, you heard Nagy say, hey, we want to evaluate, right? And we want to do these evaluations, but they're not playing any of the starters. So what are they evaluating? How can you evaluate if you don't play these guys? I don't get it. Like, it's it's almost like preseason to him is, 
well, let's just bide our time, get through preseason, and then when we get to the regular season, we're going to figure this out. I mean, you've been covering the Bears for, you know, long enough, and we all know from watching these for games for years, there's only so much you can practice in practice, right? Right. You need live games. Yeah, well, so I'll tell I wanted you, to get your thoughts. Yeah, thanks, Dave. I appreciate the call. And I will say this. Look, Matt, Matt Nagy has, in the past, he's barely played his starters. You know, he's pulled some surprise parties where it's like we get to the field and there's nobody starting. This year he has actually played. He played his starting quarterback, Andy Dalton, for an entire half in the second preseason game, which I know could account for the third preseason game if we were in the old school four preseason games. And you asked the question, if you're not playing all of your starters, what are you evaluating? You, you're a, Well, you are evaluating the starters that did play. You are, you got 85 guys on this team. You got You need to get it down to a 53-man roster, so... There are other things and moving parts that are being evaluated for depth pieces and for special teams, for that matter, too. And they need help. And like like Tom Thayer was saying during the broadcast today, there are guys that are going to make the team based on special teams, and there are guys that, based on today, might get cut from the team because of of special teams. So there is plenty to evaluate. It's just like it, it is worth the the sidebar the caveat when speaking about a game like this today because you have some of the starters like like I keep coming back to the offensive line you had your interior guys you had your Sam Mustafer you you had um Cody Whitehair but you did not have your you haven't had a left tackle all year quite frankly um Elijah Wilkinson playing there today and your right tackle Lechavia Simmons so and and for that matter I haven't even mentioned this today. James Daniels did not play today. So at right guard, you had Alex Bars. And James Daniels might be your best offensive lineman. So to get a true evaluation of what this team is going to look like when the lights are actually on, it's impossible to do. And Matt Nagy kind of he knows that and he begrudges that a little bit. So you know, once those guys are in, it should look differently. That doesn't mean that some of the some of the areas and some of the specific things that we're talking about should not be critiqued and one of them is the the offensive line for sure the starters and the backups today 312-644-6767 it's Phil and Hammond hi Phil you're on the score hey Mark good to hear you again I used to call you when you were grody in the morning oh thanks man uh, whoa that goes way back Oof. with the grabber right and grabber yeah stuff, man you know, but, yeah uh, yeah you know, I haven't watched either preseason game because I don't want to go through this preseason, uh, what do you call it, like uh, preseason upset stomach or whatever you want to call it, you know. <laughs> but uh, here's the thing. I, I hear these people call in and we're all talking offense, offense. This quarterback did that. This quarterback, offensive line did that. They put up 41 friggin' points on us. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah. What's, 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 okay. What's with the defense? You know, is this, is this going to be healthy? Is Goldman going to be healthy? You know, are they, you know the the defensive line? Are, what's up? What are the corners doing? What are the safeties doing? You know, I mean, come on. Yeah, no. I, I let me address that, Phil. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Um, you know, Jalen. I think Jalen Johnson is going to be great. I really do. He he was in for a second today. He made, I think he had a, a deflection and was playing really good cornerback for sure. So let's scratch him off the list. Um, Akeem Hicks was out there for a little while. He's fine. He's he's totally healthy. Um, saw him on the sideline today. Um, so he he's going to be fine. Eddie Goldman, again, did not play today. However, I, I was – and he had had some back issues. That was his most recent injury. But he was out there pregame, and he was doing, like, full-on sprints, sideline to sideline. So, he, he looked, for whatever that's worth, he, he looked fine. So, I'm not really worried about Hicks and Goldman. The guy that I – and I you know what? I don't know because I had to splitville so fast. I don't know if there's an update on Bilal Nichols. He did come out of the game – he went into the injury tent. It looked like to me they were working on his foot, but I'm not positive what was going on there. And you know that you need that dude healthy. I mean, he's just starting to kind of come. He's always been good. I mean, especially relative to being a fifth-round pick. But this could be kind of like that year where other people outside of Chicago notice Bilal Nichols if 
if he is healthy. I've liked watching Angelo Blackson play this year along the defensive line. He's been good. I talked to him on the pregame show today. Roquan Smith did not put a uniform on today either. That makes a big difference. Mac barely played. So, But the questions are real because it's not like the Bears' defense was dynamite last year and hasn't been elite since 2018. You know, they, they struggled in parts of 2019, struggled in parts of last year. The part that was alarming to me about the Bears' defense in particular last year was just some of the, the, the explosive run plays that the Bears allowed, and pass plays for that matter. But it's really the part that you notice is the run plays because you just usually don't expect to see that. And I know Eddie Goldman was out, but even with Eddie Goldman out, uh, it was jarring at times to see some of what the Bears' defense allowed last year. So you're allowed to be concerned about the Bears' defense. Mark Brody, Brody yeah, yes. real quick on Bilal Nichols. Yes, thank the, you. It was reported a toe injury when he went to the tent. No updates. Uh, at least I haven't seen one yet. So it was a toe. Okay. All right. So I was close. I mean, I, wa- I was watching them work on the, the foot, the right foot. I think it was, yeah, it was the right foot. Uh, but specifically, it is a toe. So we'll see if uh, if – hopefully I'd like to think just in my non-doctor brain that a toe he'll be all right I mean we all know like how that could hurt a lot but I hopefully that it's not some sort of devastating injury for Bilal Nichols 312-644-6767 is the number I'm Mark Grody all right who is next here who did I Andy Dalton tell you what let's listen to the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears Andy Dalton about the Bears 41 to 15 loss to the Bills Talk about that being a rhythm issue with the offense, but from last week with the Dolphins to this week with the Bills, was there a point where you felt comfortable within the offense, or was it just a sense of uncomfortability with both games? I wouldn't say uncomfortable at all. Um, you know, I, I feel really comfortable with what we're capable of doing and what we're able to do. We just needed a spark, and you know, I'm sure Matt talked on it. Some of the penalties today hurt us. Um, you know the fumble on on the drive early in the in the first half uh, that that hurt us. We were finally getting a little bit of rhythm there, and um, and the turnover set us back. So, uh, you know, I, I just think we we've got to just you know keep getting these positive plays and and keep going. Have you in your career have you ever sensed a correlation between how the offense plays in the preseason with how it plays uh, when games start counting? I've had it go both ways. I've had a really explosive offense in the preseason and things die down uh, in the regular season at times. And I've had preseasons where we really haven't done much and then we've been uh, we've been really good on offense. So, um, you know, it's hard to say there's a correlation, uh, but, you know, we, we got to be in a good position once the season gets started. In the preseasons where your offense hadn't been good, did you have a feeling, I mean, did you kind of know, hey, we're going to be okay? Um, you know, in the moment, or, or were you ever rattled by the lack of preseason performance? No, I mean, do you want to perform well in the preseason? Absolutely. Uh, but there's also a lot of different factors that are involved, uh, a lot of different, you know, things. You may not be game planning certain certain times. You're trying to get certain guys involved, trying to see what, uh, what guys can do. There's a lot that goes into the preseason. So, um, yes, you'd like to say that you're going to be really good on offense throughout the whole preseason, but... Um, you know, sometimes this doesn't work out that way. And you're a professional. You've been in this league a long time. But just from a personal standpoint, when you lead a team onto the field and you hear a lot of fools, then Justin comes in, leads the team on the field, everybody goes crazy. Does that ever bother you? Does it get frustrating at some point? You know, it's it's part of it. They want to, uh, you know, they want to see a good product out there. I didn't hear any boos after the touchdown pass that I threw. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully they'll be they'll be cheering a lot. You do leave here today thinking you need like you need to play next week, or if it was just see a week one, would that be okay? Yeah, I'll we'll talk with Matt and kind of see what the what the plan is moving forward this week. Uh, again, like you said, you want to be smart. You want to make sure everybody's healthy going into this thing. So uh, we'll see what the plan that, that he has in place. You've been pretty self focused throughout the whole the whole thing. Do you sense that Justin is pushing you right now for the for the starting job? Justin's been playing well, and it's it's been uh, fun to see. Um, you know, I feel very confident where I'm at and what I'm doing, and um, I think the stance with with Matt and everybody around the building has has been the same from the beginning. What gives you the most confidence right now? I just think the the way that uh, I feel like I've been uh, handling this offense, leading this offense, and things that I've been able to do. Um, just with our guys, it's. 
being around them in the uh, in in meetings and in the huddle and what we've been able to do at practice. I, I I feel really confident about where I'm at right now. That's Bears quarterback Andy Dalton played the entire first half today. 11 of 17, 146 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Yeah, the TD toss to Rodney Adams. Good throw, good catch on on both parts. And yeah, it was right at that time that the boos had gotten extremely loud prior to that play, and it did hush them. Just a little bit out at Soldier Field today. So again, yeah, we put all our energy in the wrong place this week with all the will the will Soldier Field boo Mitchell Trubisky? No, no, what the, they booed Andy Dalton is what they did today, and it's really not as much booing Andy Dalton is those boos are just wanting to see Justin Fields like that. Those are not as personal as normal boos because because Andy Dalton can can do because I've talked about this before. Like, how are fans going to react to Andy Dalton? I, I said it like from a successful standpoint. What if he goes out there and the Bears are winning and they're winning with Andy Dalton? Are Bears fans going to even like that and dig that? We're kind of, we're kind of seeing what what Bears fans want and that is to see Justin Fields and Justin Fields only but Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback I'm Mark Grody the Bears lose to Buffalo in preseason game number two today final score Buffalo 41 Bears 15 we will hear from Justin Fields when we return on Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score you know it's it's part of it they want to you know they want to see a good product out there I didn't hear any boos after the touchdown pass that through um so uh, you know, hopefully they'll be they'll be cheering a lot. Khalil Herbert on the right hip of Fields. Pressure on Fields. Oh, the helmet came off. That's going to be a flag as well. And that ball is loose. Lots to sort out. And Fields, good to see him back up on his feet. That was a jarring shot from Andre Smith. Jarring's a really good word, man. Oof. Adam Amin on the call right there. Andre Smith, the linebacker for the Buffalo Bills in the fourth quarter. Just a man punished Justin Fields on that play. When you see, whenever you see a helmet pop off, it's like, oh! And when it's your number one, it's like, oh! And man, yeah, the sounds down on the sidelines of Justin Fields. And then he pops back up and then he eventually, after the series was over, comes back to the sideline and see the trainer talking to him and putting a little like I don't know what it was like lotion or something on one over one of his eyes but he was fine and it was like players all coming up to him one by one just hey man you okay you okay you all right you all right buddy you know and it was a rite of passage I think like Jimmy Graham was like like almost seemed excited for him and I don't know I'm just inferring from what I saw not being able to hear the whole conversation that it was kind of like you know congratulations for taking your first hit and popping right back up and getting back out there on the next series so that that was really heartening to see however let us hear now what Justin Fields had to say about that and other things here is Justin Fields on his day against the Buffalo Bills today conversation about the comments you made about the game being slow it's your second preseason game yeah and let me tighten that up because that came out totally wrong y'all just act, uh, well not y'all but apparently the um, narrative was that I'm just that good that the game was too slow but what I meant to say was I go up against our first team defense a lot throughout the week so me going against them and you know playing these preseason games when starters aren't in that's going to slow the game down for me so uh, again I just wanted to clear that up because I, I don't want to come off as cocky or acting like I already made it because I know I have a lot of work to to doing and uh, get better at but uh I mean yeah the game's not you know f- fast out there I mean it's of course it's going to be football but I, I I go up against one of the best defenses you know, in the NFL, you know, weekly. So um, uh, that's definitely uh, going to help me when I'm going against, uh, you know, the, the the twos and threes out there for uh, different teams. Justin, what would you say about your progress just from preseason game number one to now playing preseason game number two? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, I, I got better each and every day this week. And I feel like, of course, this game didn't go the way it wanted to. But um, we just have to, you know, eliminate the mistakes that we had. We had too many penalties, out in, in, in my opinion, too many false starts. Too many holding calls. You know, it seemed like when we got a positive play, it was, it, was, it was always coming back. So if we can be able to eliminate those penalties, eliminate those, you know, uh, self-mistakes, I, I feel like we can get a rhythm going and, you know, uh, drive the ball down the field and score. Justin, how difficult was it for you to miss a practice this week? Um, it was very difficult because I, I, I love practicing. I don't take practice for granted. Um, so, uh, but, of course, you know, if your body's not right for the game, then, then you're not playing. So, um, 
uh, just just got to do all I can and you know make sure my body's 100 percent every day to give me the ability to, ability to go out there and practice. Did you, did you come out today? Okay. Yeah, I mean I was fine today. You didn't feel it all today with the grind running around. Yeah, no, I was I was good. How long did the headset issue? Was that one play thing, one serious thing? Or? Um, so we were having a little bit of trouble before the game, and then it started working, and then I think. One play it worked, and then the second play there was something messed up with it. So, but um, they got to fix and figure it out. So it was all good. How eager were you to get in? That? Did you want to play in the first half? Did you think you were going to play in the second quarter? Kinda... Uh, no, they they already told me ahead of time that I was going to come in this, the second half. But um, of course, you know, me being a competitor, I I, I always want to be out there and play. But um, you know, uh, it's it's not my decision as coaches. But so I'm going to do whatever I can to do to help my team uh, when I do come in. You know, to to score touchdowns and put points on the board. I know when you're out there, the, the guys out there with you are, are working hard and, and doing their For best. Sure. I'm curious to see what it would look like if you played alongside starters. Am I curious to see? Yeah. Uh, I don't. Am I curious to see? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess you can say that. Um, I feel like that's a tough question. I'm. I'm not really worried about that. I think that time will come. You know, when it's needed. And, but right now, I'm just not even focused on that. I'm focused on getting better because I'm not worried about who, who I'm going with. I'm just trying to, you know, whoever you throw me in there with, you know, we're, we're, we're going to ball out and I'm, I'm going to, you know, try to score every drive. Justin, you're, you're aware of what the original plan was for you when you were drafted. Matt seems like he's willing to evolve as necessary. How, how determined are you to try to change their mindset, accelerate your timeline, try to, try to change things a little bit here in the next few weeks? I'm not worried about any of that, to be honest with you. I'm just worried about getting better every day and uh, everything will take care of itself. Are you, progressing, are you progressing as, as quickly as you thought you would be? I mean, are you surprised yourself at all? Um, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, in a good place right now, mentally. Um, I feel good about my progression every day, and you know how I'm, you know, practicing and you know getting in the film room and learning the playbook. So um, now it's just you know getting reps, setting reps, and reps, and just you know just just keep getting those reps, keep keep building that uh, repertoire of you know plays, and you know I mean plays like that. I, I, Plays like on the field today where I got kind of hit out there, uh, you know, you, you just learn from those plays and, you know, uh, go back to the film room and, and get better. That is Bears backup quarterback Justin Fields after the Bears 41-15 loss to the Bills in the second preseason game. Again, Fields today, 9 of 19, 80 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Did have four carries for 44 yards on the day. I thought it was interesting, the, the question that Patrick Finley asked him about, do you want to run with ones, whether it's in practice or in a game, and he kind of stopped. And I think at this point, I think that um, Justin Fields, welcome to the the world of the NFL, where when you say something, it's going to be interpreted a million different ways as he started that press conference by talking about how he felt that people took his comments from last week about the game seeming slow and ran with it in directions that he didn't particularly like. So when he was asked about playing with the first string, he knew exactly what he was being asked. He just didn't know how to. Of course he wants to play with the first string guys. Of course he wants to play with the best guys because the best guys will make him better. He knows that, but he's a little bit gun-shy right now to say something like that. But he was also right. Hey, guess what? He saw the game that I saw too. False starts, holding, no rhythm whatsoever. You probably would have seen a different version of Justin Fields today if he didn't have to take off and run so many times. Again, nine penalties and 72 yards for the Chicago Bears today. So it made it uh, it made life tough today for Justin Fields. He did hook up with his buddy Jesse James at one point in time and was able to endure a really harsh hit today um, in the fourth quarter. And I'm trying to find, I'm actually going on my own Twitter here because I forgot what he said. Okay, so on our post-game show today, the WBBM official broadcast post-game show today, Justin Fields came on there. And as far as the hit that he took today, courtesy of linebacker Andre Smith, who was penalized for Justin Fields, said the following, quote, I'm all good. I've taken many harder hits than that. So <laughs> maybe that's the quote that everybody will run with this week. Oh, yeah? That hit wasn't so bad, huh? Well, how about we knock you silly, huh? Um, so that good for Justin. I mean, that he he comported himself exactly the way Bears fans needed him to. He pops right back up after the hit, stays in for the subsequent plays, comes to the sideline, goes back out there again, set – 
holds two post-game press conferences, and he's all good. He's fine. And I don't think we'll hear much more about anything that was derived from that hit that was taken, other than the fact that it was a penalty, and I guess you could interpret that by definition as a as a dirty hit. But uh, that's another issue when it comes to the NFL on what's legal and what's not and all of that. I got to get out of here. Uh, thanks to Mike Rankin for doing a great job running the show today. The funniest thing I saw today, the funniest moment I had on the sideline, I was hanging out on the Bills sideline before the game, and there's a dude... Uh, Stefan Diggs is sitting there. They're they're number one. And I'm I'm close to Diggs. There's a fan in the front row wanting Diggs to sign an autograph for him. Like and it was a Minnesota Vikings jersey. So Diggs looks at me and he kind of just said, Hey, can you grab that jersey from that guy so I could sign it? So I did. I played the middleman. Fan throws it to me. I throw to Diggs. And the, the fan, after he signs the autograph, yells to Diggs. He goes, We miss you in Minnesota. We miss you in Minnesota. And Diggs kind of smiles. And, and then there's a Bears fan wearing a, like an Erlacher jersey sitting right next to him. And he goes to Diggs. He says, He says, We don't miss you at all in the division. We don't miss you at all. And there's Diggs just laughing and being a good soldier, signing the autograph. But I made it happen. Mike, I was the middleman. I had to touch everything. <laughs> so. You'll never wash your hands again. <laughs> no, man. I, I don't want to touch stuff. This is not the era in which we're supposed to touch stuff, right? Because of the whole thing and the masks and the whatnot. So that was the funniest thing that happened today. Uh, the Bears lost to Buffalo 41-15. to the, the Bears are off tomorrow. Back at Hallis Hall on Monday. I will be there. Reporting from Hallis Hall, and uh, it will be broken down in many ways, shapes, or form. I hope you guys enjoyed this Bears special. Again, from Mike Rankin, I'm Mark Grody. I will talk to you whenever on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.